Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 368. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Motivation, dedication, success. I started using Carbonite years ago because they back up my files for me. Go to Carbonite.com for a free trial. Use the offer code FIRE and you'll get two free months if you decide to buy. Carbonite.com, offer code FIRE. Squarespace's core features like responsive design and drag and drop technology make it easy and fun to use. Start building your website at squarespace.com and for 10% off, use the offer code LIGHT. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Andrew Udarian. Andrew, are you prepared to ignite? Let's do it, John. Looking forward to it. Right. Andrew quit his job in finance to start his own dropshipping e-commerce business, which now does over $1 million a year in revenue. He blogs about how he runs his stores at ecommercefuel.com. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Andrew, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then give us an overview of your business. Sure. Well, I grew up in Idaho. I went to school in Montana. And after I got done with school, got a degree in finance and worked you know, in the finance world for a couple of years. Met some great people, learned a ton of great stuff, but quickly realized it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. And so ended up quitting that back in 2008 and, and got a, a dropshipping business off the ground. And so for people who may not be familiar with dropshipping, dropshipping is an e-commerce model where you're selling physical goods, but as opposed to having to, you know, buy a bunch of inventory and stock it in a warehouse and manage employees and stuff, you partner with, you know, uh, wholesalers who have their own warehouse and you buy products from them after you get an order from a customer and ship it straight to the customer who purchased it from you. And so you can run an e-commerce business you know, without having to have uh, all kind of the overhead of, of a normal uh, physical goods uh, business. And so I've been doing that for about five years. Uh, in the last couple of years, uh, I guess year and a half, started blogging about e-commerce uh, over at ecommercefuel.com, like you mentioned, just really sharing you know, how I run my businesses, uh, you know, trying to help people uh, get their own business off the ground, teaching about niche selection, marketing, uh, things like that, and just have, have had a lot of fun doing that. It's been a blast. So that's kind of that's my story in a nutshell. Wow. Well, it's a great story, Andrew, and one that we're going to dive into quite in depth later on in this interview. But before we do really uncover this great company that you've created, we're going to start with a success quote. We're going to get the motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Say for me, I was, I was thinking through this and what's been most motivational in terms of helping the business succeed. And I kind of settled on one from Zig Ziglar, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard this, but it's you will get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And, you know, when I, when I got my business started back in 2008, I didn't know anything about <laughs> SEO, about marketing, about e-commerce. I was, you know, I knew a little bit about, I was a little web savvy, knew a little bit of HTML and a tiny bit of programming, but in terms of marketing and running an online business, zero clue. And so kind of had to start from scratch and get my site launched. I just was thinking, how do I market this business? Because, you know, I imagine like most business owners, you spend all this time on a site, on a business, you put it online, you expect just like this, you know, horns to go off and people to come trampling in and it's just crickets, <laughs> you know, it's just really demotivating. And so I was like, well, how do I market this store? Um, and back in 2008, you know, there's a lot of people who are really pushy, unsolicited emails, link swaps, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, I thought through that for a while, but 
after doing some research and, and doing some training and investing in, in some marketing uh, education, I really shifted my approach and realized that really the only real way that you can get ahead and reach out to people and get a response from them uh, is to, to, to shift your approach and try to figure out you know, how you can help them. Uh, and it sounds really cliche, but it's so true. Whether you're trying to get a podcast off the ground, whether you're trying to build links for e-commerce store, it's just it's the one thing, the one adjustment, the one kind of, uh, I guess, uh, a mindset shift I had that really helped me get traction with with marketing my store, and it's it's made all the difference in terms of helping my my business grow. So, what was the first thing you did, Andrew, when you had that mind shift? You really started to see traction on. I'd say just just looking at how I approached potential marketing partners differently as opposed to going out and saying, "Oh, hey," because I sold radio equipment, right? That was my first store, and still is. Um, Instead of going out to a radio, let's say, instead of going out to a radio blog or something or going out to a radio community and saying, hey, please link to me. I've got this site. Your visitors would love it. Come link to my site. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I would go out and instead that of doesn't say, work. Okay, I, I know. I am probably doing it wrong. Maybe you can give me some <laughs> advice on how to do that differently. But uh, instead, I'd shift it around and I, would, I wouldn't even go after people with that mindset. I would only, I'd start my search with what people might be interested in what I have and how could I help people out? Well, I sell radio equipment. Who uses radio equipment? Well, you know, people in, I, I specifically focus on vehicle users. So where do vehicle users hang out? Well, they hang out in forums and some of these communities. I'm going to go find high quality sites. I'm going to find and see if they have any really high quality information on picking radio equipment. And if they don't, I'm going to contact that owner with a pitch very, you know, that's centered completely around their visitors and their needs and say, hey, great site. Notice that, you know, you don't have any materials on this. Could I write up a free, very educational guide for your visitors? You know, if you don't like it, no worries. I'll just give it to you. No obligation. Nothing about links. Nothing about get me on your front page. Nothing about, you know, link to me. It was all focused on them. And that's the approach I think, especially today, five years later, is just becoming, I mean, you have to have it. Otherwise, there's no way you're going to get traction. Wow. I love that, Andrew. And that's why I'm so excited to really dive into the next part of this interview, which is your journey, your entrepreneurial journey, because that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. It's analyzing your failures, your aha moments, your successes, and all the lessons learned in between. So let's start at the beginning. Let's go back to a time when you failed, when you fell flat on your face, Andrew. And I want you to tell a story because that's what it's all about. We want to be there with you when this happens. Tell us a story, share with Fire Nation that failure and the lessons you learned. Yeah, well, I wish I could go back to the beginning to tell you this failure story, but I got to jump ahead a couple years from from the beginning like, because it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five minutes ago. Um, but you know, most people, I think, when they get business started, you know, you're supposed to fail first and then figure it out, and then and then, and then your subsequent efforts are supposed to pay off, right? Well, I, I totally flipped those around and 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 completely screwed up that timeline. So my first e-commerce store, I actually did, you know, relatively in, in terms of. The process, in retrospect, I was really happy with it. At the time, I didn't realize I was doing it correctly, but I got a site up quickly. I didn't focus too much on the technology. I marketed it myself early on. I built the momentum myself early on, got to know my market really well, really built that early momentum, uh, and then systemized it and started handing it off to, to my team to really run the operations day to day, which worked great. So... Fast forward a couple of years into my business, I've got a little more money coming in from the business, I've got some cash flow, and I want to start a second business. Uh, trollingmotors.net is the second e-commerce business I started. And I thought to myself, you know, man, it was so much work doing that the first time. Oh my gosh. I'm going I'm to lean back, and I'm going to take some of this money and reinvest it. I'm going I'm to just pay other people to do everything. I'm going to, you know, pony up, I think I spent five grand on like a super fancy, uh, and I guess five grand is 
you know, relatively speaking for me at the time, it was a lot to pay for a website, but dropped five grand into a professionally designed website on a pretty high end platform that I didn't understand. Uh, instead of really going in and doing outreach within that niche, uh, to, to kind of the way I, I described before, um, really finding good quality partners, offering them valuable content and, and uh, you know, getting natural backlinks as a by- byproduct. I, I, I hired an SEO firm, um, for a pretty good chunk of change and, and just had them just kind of had them do it kind of hands off, take care of it. Uh, and, and so it worked out, it worked out for a while, you know, it didn't scale up quite as quickly as my other business in terms of profitability. Um, and, and there wasn't anything, you know, necessarily wrong with that approach right out of the gates. What really caught up with me was, was, you know, a year, year and a half down the line when uh, a lot of that SEO work that, that that firm did that I had not been monitoring closely and it was mostly my fault really came back to bite me. I got killed by Penguin. Uh, you know, Penguin's the, the big update that, that Google rolled out. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, 80% of my traffic gone. Oh. <sighs> You know, for at least from Google, uh, and so that was that was brutal. Um, my other business, I marketed myself, was fine, even increased a little bit. Um, so that was brutal. Uh, and then on the website web uh, site design front, I realized that you know this really complex uh, website that I had outsourced and didn't have any idea how it worked. I couldn't update it. I couldn't shift it for for to make it better uh, in light of the knowledge I'd gained in that niche. And so we actually had to take down the entire website mm. uh, and pretty much. Rebuild it from the ground up. We, 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 built, we rebuilt it using a, just a, a free template. Uh, and we're emphasizing much more you know, usability and, and um, you know, kind of copy and catering to customers' needs versus design. So long story short, you know, I, I spent a ton of time and money trying to have other people get my business started. I didn't take as much ownership in it, and it cost me big time in the end. And so, you know, this e-commerce fuel, the third kind of blog slash business I've, I've started, I really, you know, kept that in mind. And so, uh, you know, all that, all the, marketing I've been doing has been pretty clean, really trying to help people, very white hat, uh, and, uh, you know, really trying to engage with people, write good quality content. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been great over the last 18 months. So that was the big failure for me. If I had to look, look, look back and identify one that, uh, <laughs> I would highlight. No, you were talking about your website and I actually went and checked out ecommercefuel.com prior to this interview and talk about simplistic. I mean, it is just minimalistic. It's pure. It's clean. There's very sharp lines. You just have a black heading with your nav bars and you have a very clean topic list of just your articles and then you have a little sidebar with a couple things in there. It's so simplistic. It's so easy and friendly. It's almost like you breathe a sigh of relief when you get there because there's just not a lot going on except great content. And that's like so important. You don't need to drop five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars on a site that in the end you're gonna have no flexibility on because you can't make changes as you're growing and evolving in a business. And now Andrew has a site that he can go in in ten minutes and completely alter some things to where he's focusing his next campaign on or his next product or his next whatever he's doing. So great takeaway there, Andrew. And I'd love for you just to boil down for Fire Nation, one takeaway. We love to finish these off with a takeaway. Focus on marketing, possibly at the exclusion of all else in the early stages of your business. Marketing, key keywords. So Andrew, we're going to talk about marketing specifically later on in this interview because it is so important to master as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. But before we do, let's go to the other end of the spectrum. You shared with us a challenge, a failure that Penguin, oh, I feel the pain so many people have as well. And you knew why that happened and you shared the lesson learned. But the other end of the spectrum is that aha moment, is that light bulb that goes off, like the bell that just dings and you say, yes, this is me. This resonates with my audience. Take us to that aha moment. Tell us that story and the steps you took to turn that into success. 
I think it was interesting because I was thinking through this ahead of time and I wasn't, I wasn't able to identify maybe a aha moment where my entire worldview shifted. You know, maybe the marketing could be one of those ones you could point at. But in terms of what I think was most powerful for me in, in, in the journey and in the process was, was that very first sale I received. And I think if you talk to, to any online entrepreneur, any business owner really, but especially an online entrepreneur, I've got a forum of, of e-commerce owners and we were talking about this, uh, you know, in the, in the last couple of weeks, every single one of them will remember exactly where they were when they got their first sale. And John, I imagine you're the same way, man. I mean, you're gonna, you'd almost know what time it is. You could, you'd, it's just like it, it gets burned into your brain because it's such a monumental moment. And so I'd say it was that for me, just because starting out when you're starting a business, getting that first sale, you know, people say it is, it's the hardest. That first sale is the hardest. And it's really true. And so, you know, I think from the time I decided I wanted to, to get an e-commerce business going to my first sale, it was probably close to two months, maybe a month and a half, two months. And in that time, you know, I was working full time and you're really working on faith. You know, there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of stuff that creeps in. And, and, you know, once I got that site online and it'd been a week and a half and no sales had come in and I was in St. George, Utah, having, you know, a vacation with my at the time girlfriend and, and, and now wife. And, and I was downstairs in the basement and the site had been live for a week and a half. And I've been checking the orders every, you know, 15 minutes. Everyone thought I had like something you know, wrong with my gut because I disappear <laughs> every 15 minutes. And, and finally that first order came in, you know, I was sitting on this, this sofa and, it just, it was just like this, wow, this is actually possible. You can actually make this happen. Even though it was just one order for $70, I think it got, ended up getting returned. So for me, <laughs> that was the aha moment. And it gave me the motivation to be able to work through the next three to six months, which are the most grueling, the hardest mentally, uh, uh, you know, the hardest time mentally in, in terms of getting the business ramped up and, and getting that motivation to build momentum. Cause I think building momentum early on is crucial. And so for me, that was the aha moment. It's wow, this is possible. And heck man, I'm going to make a good shot at it. And even, you know, even if it's, even if it's not guaranteed, I know it's feasible. And so I want to put, put everything I got into it, at least for, for six to 12 months. So Andrew, do you just do physical products or do you do digital products as well? I do both. So for the first, you know, probably three and a half, four years I was in business, I really focused on e-commerce. Uh, that was all I did. So with, with e-commerce fuel coming out, uh, I do, I do information products now too. So I think I've been blogging for about a little over a year when I released, uh, what I kind of my big training course now, which is the insider's guide. Uh, and so that's a full on soup to nuts training course for starting an e-commerce business. And then I also, like I said, have a, have a form, but that's just for store owners and e-commerce professionals. So that's a long way of answering your question, but I do both. Wonderful. I'm really glad you shared that. And it's very obvious that you know that you've gotten to where you are right now because you have given high quality free content on your blog to visitors, to people over and over again. You're going to be doing the exact same thing on your podcast. I mean, the value of building your audience through this incredibly high valued free content is so powerful. And then you become that figure that they know, like, and trust, that authority figure in that niche. Of course, they're going to go to you when they have questions they want to take to the next level or they have a product or service and they want to make that purchase to get that really full soup to nuts product that you are talking about that you are creating. So you're an expert in this field, Andrew. You are an authority figure. A lot of Fire Nation listeners they know they want to create digital products. They know they, they have that in their head. They know what kind of topics they're passionate about. They know the expertise that they have. But everything else beyond that scares them. Take us through the process of what they should be doing right now moving forward. 
one of them, like you said, is building that trust before you try to pitch people. Um, and again, it goes back to that marketing philosophy of, you know, you've got to help people first. That's the only way you're going to be able to, unless, unless you're in one of those, you know, pyramid schemes where you can invite all your friends over and guilt them into buying your stuff. Like it's the only way you're going to get people <laughs> to, to buy, you know, to be able to buy a product is to make it worth their while and help them. And so, um, like you mentioned, like when I was blogging, uh, I blogged for about a year with almost there was one minor exception where I partnered with somebody to do a very you know lightweight information product, but for the most part, for a year, I was just focused on putting out really high quality information, uh, and so I think that's the first part. Really focus on building an audience first, and don't worry about monetizing them. It's it is very difficult to build a sustainable business based on information or a blog if you're trying to pitch out of the gates because it's going to ruin your credibility. And so that's one thing I would I would focus on. I'd say have a long term approach and give away a lot of value. Second thing is you've got to be You've got to have a story to tell and you've got to have proven expertise in what you're teaching. Uh, you know, the only reason I can get on e-commerce fuel and write posts and charge for a training product and be able to run this form is because I've been doing it for the last three and a half, no, last five years with e-commerce. And so, um, you, you've got to do that. So if you're sitting somewhere and if you've got the expertise, wonderful, you should leverage it and start putting out high quality content that helps other people build that audience. The audience is crucial. If you're not, you, you need to go, it's much better to go out and do something that you can talk about, that you can teach about um, from, you know, from the perspective of, hey, I did this. And it's just, it gives you so much more authenticity and credibility. And so you've got to have both of those things. And so that's, those are the two pieces of advice I'd say you've got to have in place before you can even think about doing a digital, you know, an information product. So we get to that point now. We have the audience. They know, like, and trust us. What tools do you use to market and sell your products? personally what I use like for e-commerce fuel you know I use WordPress a Genesis theme that was like $100 you know learned my lesson from the $5,000 <laughs> mishap <laughs> uh, I use AWeber uh Again, I'm not a huge fan of AWeber but I, it, at least right now I'm going to be moving over to Office Autopilot but I use AWeber um, and for my membership site for the training, it's not a membership, it's just a training. Uh, I use, uh, what do I use? I use Wishlist Member. I use uh, Optimize Press. I use Wistia. Wistia, man, if, you, if you're doing anything on, with video online and you're not, you're not aware of Wistia, incredible, incredible company in terms of delivering high-quality video content to people online. And so um, for my form, I use Vanilla Forms. Uh, I use the hosted version of that. Uh, they've got a really good product. Um, so th- those are the tools that I use. I think it's it's dangerous though because, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, thinking through. Okay, I want to start a blog. What 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 theme am I going to use? And so you spend like two weeks trying to pick the perfect theme, and then you're like, oh, Mailchimp or Aweber? Which one should I go with? And then you spend three weeks, you know. And there's so many choices that a lot of times it's easy to get paralyzed. But but the tools really are not that important. Just like like the site design is not that important when you're starting out. When the time when it really makes sense to agonize over those decisions and put some research into it is when you've proven the concept, when you've got an audience, when you've got a business. Like right now, I really appreciate what you said about the site uh, in terms of simplicity. Thanks, uh, John. But you know, looking at it myself, I look at it, I'm like, oh man, this is too cluttered. I really want to, I really want to simplify these things up. And so right now, I'm thinking through the process in the next couple of months of doing a big site redesign that kind of focuses more on what e-commerce fuel offers and, and, you know, really who is it for and what are the next steps you can take? Same thing like with, you know, email right now, I've gotten to a point where Aweber, there's a lot of stuff I'd love to be doing in terms of segmentation and targeting people and, and, uh, you know, not necessarily bugging them if they're not interested that I can't do with Aweber. And so, um, looking at moving to like a more sophisticated email platform, but the time to do that is, is, you know, a year and a half in, not a week and a half in. 
Some great advice there, Andrew. I mean, honestly, I agree with the fact that you need to build up that audience first and you really need to be focusing on that side of everything before you move into the tools and not let that paralyze you. But the reality is, and this is kind of where I disagree with you a little bit, the tools do paralyze people. And so they are important to talk about because, yeah, they're not something you need to stress about at the beginning, but when you do get there and when it's time to create the product and actually know and learn how to disseminate the product and how to actually set up a payment processor and an actual gateway and all these different things, these are all the things that just really stress people out and stop Mm -hmm. them when they already have the knowledge, when they have the audience, when they have the skills and they understand the marketing they need to do, but then it's all that other stuff. How do I deliver a product? How do I put it behind a paywall? How do I create this forum that Andrew has for e-commerce fuel that's so powerful that gives gives them all this great information? That paralyzes people. No, that's a great point. I think you're right. And, 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 like you know, like you said, I'm as guilty of I'm preaching. You know, I need, I'm preaching to myself here as much as anyone <laughs> that's, else. Cause, that's the best way to do it. You know, I can't tell you how many hours I probably have put into that that form software research, and so I'm as guilty as anyone. I, I think maybe a um, maybe a good rule to, to focus on is keep it as simple as possible early on. I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs we think, well, wh- what if I want to do this? Or well, this tool is here, but, but I want to be able to do this. And you know, right now I, I've got most of my sites uh, are on the platform called Magento, which is a really powerful e-commerce platform. It's also very complicated uh, in terms of uh, being able to customize it, at least, you know, for me it is at least. <laughs> and so, you know, even with all my experience now, if I was going to, you know, if or when I go and start my third e-commerce business, I'm probably going to use something like Shopify because it's just so easy to get up and running, and you know it's 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 simple, and you can test an idea with it uh, very easily, and it makes it ensures that you are not stressing out about things that are not that important. Does it do everything Magento does? No. Is it nearly as powerful? No. Do, you know, there's a lot of downsides to it. But um, I can move if I need to. I can always move to something more powerful uh, in the future. And I, you know, Shopify is a great platform, and, and there's a lot of big businesses, you know, fairly large businesses that run on it full time. And so I'm not knocking Shopify; I'm a big fan of them. But um, you know, I think focusing on the tools that allow you to get the job done with the least amount of additional work or customization, even if you have to sacrifice a few of those, you know, nice to have details, is what I think is important to, to get going and focus on what really matters. Great insights, Andrew. And what I would really love to do right now is bring us up to the present time because, man, have you ever done a great job sharing with us challenges and obstacles and as well as aha moments and actions you took along your journey. But you have some pretty cool things going on right now. And I would love for you to share with Fire Nation one thing that's just really exciting you today. I'd say what's really exciting me today, I love e-commerce uh, and, I, and I also love what I've been doing on e-commerce fuel in terms of the training side. Uh, and so I've, you know, like, I think last, last month launched a podcast, e-commerce fuel podcast. And it's just, I mean, you know, as well as anyone, John, it's just, it's a lot of fun to be able to talk to <laughs> yeah. like-minded entrepreneurs on a regular basis. And not even that, but really be able to talk to people in my wheelhouse, which is e-commerce. And so um, it's a great excuse to be able to call people up and talk to them. I've just had a lot of fun. So it's been, it's been, a, you know, it's been a blast. Had some great conversations. I'm able to encourage, uh, you know, new store owners. I've got a segment on the show where I always give people who have that first sale, uh, give them a big shout out nice. again. And so that's, it's just such a monumental time. I, I, you know, try to give people shout outs on that. Great discussions with really experienced e-commerce entrepreneurs. And so um, just been having a blast with that. That's what I've been most excited about recently. It's like the Dave Ramsey debt-free shout. <laughs> it is exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is, you know. So it's uh, a big Dave Ramsey fan as well. Maybe I subconsciously stole that from him. I may have, or maybe not so subconsciously. Well, hey, but if it uh, works, use it. <laughs> yeah, it's but it uh, it's fun to do. Love it. Well, congratulations on your success, Andrew. Obviously, I am a surveyor of the iTunes store and I consistently see your podcast in the new and noteworthy. So I have no doubt that it's being well received. The content there is phenomenal. So definitely look forward to tuning into that. Andrew, we're going to take a minute now to thank our sponsors. Who has hundreds and hundreds of dollars to spend on a web designer and developer when they're just starting to build their own company? I know a ton of entrepreneurs who don't, and that's why I'm excited to tell you about Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own website at a reasonable price. Squarespace offers a ton of great features. It's easy to use, and thanks to their drag-and-drop technology and their automatic responsive design, your website will look great on any device. They're also constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better customer support. In fact, they have over 70 employees on their customer care team who work 24 hours a day, seven days a week to make sure you have the support you need. And when you're ready to start building your own website, go to squarespace.com for a free trial and for 10% off, use the offer code LIGHT. Focus. Follow one course until success. Yeah, you know this is the acronym I love most, but because you're an entrepreneur just like me, you also know how easy it is to lose focus. It's not like the corporate days when you had a team of people to support you with projects and everyday tasks. Now it's all on you to manage projects and reach your goals. And because of this heightened responsibility, you worry about what might go wrong, what might be lost, what might not work. One thing that helps me when I'm feeling worried about what might go wrong, what might be lost, and what might not work is to think about the team of software products that I have to support me, like Carbonite. With Carbonite, I can rest assured that my files will always be backed up automatically and constantly. Let Carbonite help you. Start a free trial at Carbonite.com with the offer code FIRE and get two bonus months if you decide to buy. Safety and security are waiting for you at Carbonite.com slash fire. Andrew, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I've always been a bit of an entrepreneur, but I would say right out of college, money and drive. I I broke, I got out of college completely 100% flat broke, (laughs) you know? And so that was one thing, needed a little bit of a cushion to be able to uh, be an entrepreneur. And then secondly was drive. I'd I'd had some ventures in the past, but spending, you know, two and a half years in corporate finance, really realizing it wasn't what I wanted for my life and freedom was, was much more important to me, gave me the drive to really power through that first, probably, you know, six to 12 months of a lot of of work that was hard to see the results on early on. Nice. What's the best advice you've ever received? I, I think probably be good to your employees and your team members. First, it's just the right thing to do. But, but secondly, it just, one, has a huge impact on their performance. You know, if you don't treat your employees well, they're not going to treat your customers well. Uh, you know, it has a huge impact on their loyalty, how loyal they are to you. It has a huge impact on the work that they do. Uh, and also just turnover. You know, it's, you got some employers who, you know, are only going to pay, you know, minimum wage, the bare minimum. And then they're upset all the time that they've got to replace employees every three (laughs) or six months. So I'd say that's probably some of the best advice I've received. Andrew, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe attributes to your success? 
I'd have to say consistency and kind of a long-term vision. Uh, a lot of my friends refer to me as a robot just because, you know, when I get in work mode, I'm, I'm very just focused and I just hammer stuff out and uh, kind of like a machine. Um, and they're probably right. I'd say if you're in, in something like we're doing in an online business or any business, it takes a long time to build that audience, to build that traffic, to build, you know, to build a business. And so you've got to be consistent because you've got to be able to execute consistently over a long period of time. And, and that's, uh, you know, for my, for whatever reason, I'm a robot. So I'm able to do that. <laughs> do you know what my favorite words focus acronym is? Uh, no. Follow one course until success. You can use it. You can write a blog post about it. I give you permission. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it up tomorrow. I'll sneak up. <laughs> Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I do. And this is probably a pretty popular one, so it may not be mind blowing, but, uh, screencasts are a great way, you know, cause oh, I, my yeah. team members work all over the place. But if you do a screencast with something like Camtasia and it's, you know, you've got to get it done, you got to render it, you got to upload it, you got to share it, it takes a while. I like Jing because if it's less than five minutes, you can record it, upload it and share it. And, you know, just incredibly quickly. And so Jing allows you to do share screencasts without the hassle of, of, you know, normally associated with, with screencasts. I yeah. love Jing. Jing's amazing, and I actually have the upgraded version of Jing, which is Snagit, and that allows you to record, do a lot of cool things, and then you can get a link, so your virtual assistants can just open a link up. They don't need to download anything. It's just playing in an actual browser, which is powerful. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Snagit. Very cool. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, Andrew, what would it be? Over the last year, year and a half, probably one that I've read that I thought was the most broadly applicable to leadership and business was Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey. You know, we talked to bringing bringing him back into the conversation. Yeah. It's just it's just a great book on management, uh, on vision, on treating employees well, on building a company and leadership. It's got a lot of just solid, really good advice. And so um thoroughly enjoyed that one. And listen, ever since Dave Ramsey dropped to the number two business podcast in <laughs> iTunes, we gotta give him love every now and then. I mean, he's he's losing favor quickly, entrepreneur on fire. He's in the shadow, so... I'll call him up and console him for you. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, yeah. I'll, uh, I'm sure he's just uh, weeping. <laughs> so, Andrew, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I'd try to figure out what in the heck happened, number one. <laughs> uh, I'd try to get over the trauma of losing everybody that I ever loved. <laughs> um, and then once I got over that, I'd probably probably go and try to find some of the big name players in e-commerce because I have all my knowledge, right? Is that Totally. Okay. But don't necessarily have a track record they can look at because it's a new world. So I'd go and find some of the big players in e-commerce uh, that I was interested in working for. And I'd go pester them for like seven days straight. And I'd say, <laughs> hey, man, here's the deal. Let me work for you. I'm going to pay you $500, everything I have, um, to work for you for a month uh, for free. I'll pay you to work for you. And if it's, you know, if it's a waste of your time at the very end, I'll give you this laptop as well as compensation for you know, wasting <laughs> your time. Uh, and then I would bust my butt for a month to really show them that, you know, I was a very valuable guy and uh, deserved to be employed. Hopefully would land the position, would work for that place for a year or two, save up some money and then probably dive into to another business once I had that runway saved up. Wow. I love that mentality of just putting it all on the line, making your back against the wall. I actually call it the baby effect because so many entrepreneurs that I interview 
always go back to that inflection point to when they just had a baby and they were newly married and they had a house and a mortgage and they lost their job. Guess what? They had to take action and they no longer could let themselves cower behind fear because they had to provide and they made it happen because that's what humans do. We survive. So great stuff, Andrew. And man, have I enjoyed hearing your journey and everything that comes along with it. I can't wait to see where your trajectory takes you because it is going straight to the moon, baby. And I want you to give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Probably the best way to get a hold of me is uh, on Twitter at Udarian, Y-O-U-D-E-R-I-A-N, or uh, probably at the blog as, as well, uh, ecommercefuel.com. So uh, that's where you can find links to you know how to get a hold of me, all my content, as well as my e-commerce stores. Well, Andrew, and Fire Nation is also well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've mentioned in today's episode, the book, the resource, your contact information eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archives. We also have an amazing search bar. Just type in Andrew. He'll pop up right above Andrew Warner. Don't worry. Don't try to spell you, Darian. That's fine. (laughs) Andrew, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. John, thanks so much. Appreciate being on. It's been fun. Fire Nation, have you been waiting for the right time to create your podcast? Well, guess what? That time is now. Podcastersparadise.com is the place where you will find a thriving community of podcasters, an ever-growing library of incredible video tutorials for every stage of your podcasting journey, and access to private webinars where today's top podcasters reveal the inside scoops and tactics. All this for one price. What are you waiting for? Go to podcastersparadise.com today to learn more. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. Ignite. 